This is the listening room, Philly. I'm your host, Priest Oliver. Come on in. We're going to chill way out tonight. Yeah, way, way out. Come on in. Don't be shy now. Don't be shy. Don't be shy.
Chad. It's the Listening Room Philly. I'm your host, Priest Alica. I see JP in the house. JP, are you in the house? In the house, chilling. Uh, okay, that's what we're doing tonight, man. We're chilling. So, yeah, I'm going to take y'all way out there tonight, man. Way, way out there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm coming Ooh, back you again. You sounded good. You sounded strong. Oh, yeah, man. Oh yeah, man. I got I, I walked three blocks today one way and three blocks the other way today. I'm like, yeah, I'm be up. I'm gonna be up real soon. I hear that, I hear real, that, real soon. I hear that breath. That breath coming back. Oh yeah, it's coming, man. Like my son told me today, don't rush, mm-hmm. Dad. Don't rush. Take your time, dude. Take your time. Yeah. So, yep. so I let people know I'm coming Good back day. again. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, mm-hmm. JP. I ain't starting no noise tonight, man. I got some music for y'all tonight, man. So, all right. If you if you're listening, here you go, man. You working tonight? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in these streets. <laughs> uh, okay, well let me give you some music to roll with. This is my cruising music, all right, JP. All right, all right. All right, check them out. Check them out, man.
bathroom kit, your personal care kit when traveling. The best solution for personal care when using public restrooms. When nature calls, the restroom kit was created to be used in any restroom away from your home. Each kit includes an oversized seat cover with rear pocket to support stability and alignment, one yard of three-ply toilet paper, hand wipe, and flushable tush wipe. Small enough to fit in a purse, pocket, your backpack, or car travel kit. Go to therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. Yes, indeed. This is the listening room, Philly. I'm your host, Priest Alica. I'm just giving JP some orchestrated music. What do you think, JP? That's the, orchest- that's the orchestrated Pink Panther funk. Peter Gunn, yeah. Nate Rusin and the crew. That going fast. Man, I'm trying to tell you, man. I, I sat back today after I took my walk, and I was like, they took people of color out of their own music, traded music, playing together, and made us a what? bunch of individuals. And I'm going to have to tell you the truth. None of the individual music sounds like anything these days. At all. It don't sound uh-huh. nothing yeah. like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Huh? You're trash. Mostly trash. Yeah, you can rap to that. You can rap to that song, right, JP? I mean, a rapper, a rapper could rap. He can rap to that all day, right? Okay. Yeah. But see, they don't want to pay a 120-piece orchestra to do your music. They want you to have a stack of money in your pocket so you can die next week. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Did I say that right? Did I say it right? Yeah. That's exactly what I Okay. Mean. And, and they want and you to go out and show all your money. The what? And they got the license for it? They they collect they collect the life insurance. The life insurance and man, they got it all the way locked up, okay. All the way locked up. So I'm like, if I was people I protest all this music that features individuals. Okay. If you don't have a whole yeah. band, I'm not I'm not promoting your music. Okay. For real, that's the way I thought about it. I did, man. I was like, if you ain't got five or six people playing the music with you, I'm not with you. You know what I'm saying? At all. I'm just out of it all together. Okay. See, a lot, what do you say, JP? Now that you put it like that, a lot of that got to do with breaking up the family. Because a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time, the father was stuck making, making the children start the band anyway. And then if they're busy taking the fathers out, if they're busy taking the fathers out of the house, who's gonna start the band? Nobody, nobody gonna start the band. You know what I'm saying? Then, there you go. Now that's what we got. That's what we got now. Right. Nobody starting the band, so everybody got to go join somebody outside the house. Okay. And nobody's gonna make it last a long time. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's gonna guide the children or none of that stuff. Ooh. Even these, new, even these new musicians, even these new, these new young cats on social media with their band, you see, you see that it's their dad behind them. All right, okay. It's, it's their dad. Put, it's their dad behind them pushing that thing. Well, they done broke okay. up. You know, I mean, how many dads okay. are not at home for what re- for what reason or the other? You know. But okay. That's what we talking. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, JP, because that's going to be yeah. our subject for the night. You know what I'm saying? 
at the 7 o'clock hour. How about that? Okay. All right. Well, I ain't gonna hold. I ain't gonna hold you. I know you out here working, man. I'm gonna make sure you're at the heart of the night, man. Spiral Jowl. Check this out, man.
Introducing the Restroom Kit, your personal care kit when traveling. The best solution for personal care when using public restrooms. When nature calls, the Restroom Kit was created to be used in any restroom away from your home. Each kit includes an oversized seat cover with rear pocket to support stability and alignment, one yard of three-ply toilet paper, hand wipe, and flushable tush wipe. Small enough to fit in a purse, pocket, your backpack, or car travel kit. Go to therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. Yeah, this is the listening room, Philly. I'm your host, Priest Alica. I'm over here showing JP what this is about. JP, you understand what I'm saying to you, bro? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, playing music together. The other stuff, it ain't working. It ain't never worked. Sorry for all the people that passed away doing this whole, um, uh, what they call I come from the project, so it's always something like a project. See what we got here, JP. Peace, family. Yeah, peace, peace, gentlemen. How things? Hot. Yo, yo. Say that again? It's hot and, it's hot and heavy, brother. Hot and heavy. It's- Everything is hot and heavy. Well, it seemed like you was vibing. It seemed like it was like a cool breeze. You know, I've been checking in for about the last 20 minutes or so. Oh, yeah, because I was reminding JP how I grew up. So you grew up trying to get into a band. You had to play your yeah. instrument. Matter of fact, you had to play several different instruments if you really wanted to be down. What do you say, JP? Yeah, that's that's the truth. Even from uh, like part of my whole upbringing, I mean, we were surrounded by them gospel quartets, and I remember my brother and his friends. And, you know what I mean? They were trying to play, uh, they were trying to play Prince and different songs. You know what I mean? In the garage, everybody had the garage band, and um, you know, yeah, it's like you, you you had to be you had to be have a guitar on your back, especially even before that. If you didn't have a guitar on your back, you weren't cool. <laughs> Uh, that's how I go, bro. So I call, we call it yeah. chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm actually chilling. I just I had enough of this this um, musician killing each other and all this type of stuff, man. I, I haven't heard too much about it, and I, you know, I ain't really feeling it, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we spoke about it. You know, the past couple of uh, you know uh, uh, killings, you know, of um, artists, you know. Uh, PNB Rock and uh, Takeoff uh, that were recently killed within the past couple of months. And, you know, it seems like it's uh, like a regular occurrence. Now, these are the artists that you, you know, that that, that that you do hear about that, you know, make the news, but then you have the local artists or the regional artists or the artists that haven't really broken yet. They may have been signed or signed underneath, a, you know, like another artist, and next thing you know, they turn up dead. You know, so it's, it's 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 crazy. That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's bro. like, uh, like why would why would anyone want to be a rapper right now? Not even see it has nothing to do with rap. I saw a clip of Method Man last night. He was like, I don't comment on that stuff because it has nothing to do with hip hop. People are equating these deaths, all these deaths, and it has nothing to do with hip hop. It has nothing to do well, with I mean, nothing. I mean, but, I mean, it really, it really doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with the music, you know, but, you know, it does speak to some things, and I, I don't think we can, I don't think we can deny that. I, I you know, uh, like I said on my show, you know, a few weeks back, 
you don't see this in any other genre of music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, Mick Jagger isn't isn't sliding on Elton John. You know what I'm saying? It's not happening. You don't you you don't you don't see this anyplace else. Yeah, well, what, what really um what really caught my attention, and I I didn't know these things until recently. I don't know whatever recent is, but I didn't know that they took these life insurance policies out on cats. I didn't know that. Yes, yes. Now yes, that, yes, that, yes, that's perfect. Yes. So once yeah, we once you on take the life insurance policy out, once you take the life insurance policy out, you get the publishing and you get the life insurance. So you get well, like your, like your. You're worth more dead than alive, literally, to these to your well, you know, to whoever well, I mean, you sign your contract with. I mean, chances are they're gonna get the published in any way unless you had it structured, you know, so that you, you know, retain a hundred percent of your publishing. Chances are they're gonna get that anyway, you know, in the event of your death is gonna you know, if you don't have it that it goes to your family, then it's automatically gonna go back to the label anyway, as far as that goes. Um, you have one label in particular that seems to be, you know, rather notorious when it comes to that. A number of uh, hip hop artists, you know, urban artists have, you know, met that that fate, and they were all signed to, you know, one particular label. That that one, like XXX, the one he was signed to, is that label. Right, exactly. They taking out, they taking out niggas like flies. They 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 spraying you know, raid on these rappers. See, and it's not rap. It's like you should. You can rap, but the whole point is, you know, just know what you're signing. If you decide to sign, you better know what you're signing, man. And, and, and other than that, you might want to just keep to the independent because obviously, you know, black black folks are <laughs> black folks are the um, casualties of war. So they get they kill well, us and getting life insurance policies. Well, here's like another spin on it though. You gotta you gotta look at it like this too. Uh huh. What's going on in the streets, you know, generally, all right, whether you agree with the association or not, what's associated with so-called black culture is a lot of violence, all right? And being that that association has been made, that connection has been made across the board in people's minds, all these black guys are violent, you know what I'm saying? that aspect allows these things to go on without any kind of real scrutiny. Because otherwise, if you have one label, all right, not to say that there's no other labels, if you have one label that got like six or seven guys, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, from one label, where's the investigation? Where's the investigation on what's going on with that label, these contracts, insurance policies, and these artists, all right? But the perception that, oh, well, they're in the streets, they're rapping about this, this, that, and the other thing, they're saying all this stuff, it makes it convenient. You get where I'm going? Yeah, I got you. I see exactly what you're saying, but someone is promoting violence. And listen, <laughs> that's the point of what we were getting at earlier. Sorry, one second. Somebody promoting violence? We're the consumers of it, though. Who, who's buying the music? Who's streaming the music? All right, you can't, you, you can't remove responsibility and accountability from the people who are supporting it and who's buying it, you know what I'm saying, as the consumer. 
I mean, I, I guess I guess we're consuming some of it. I don't know. Seems like seems like white folks are consuming a lot of it too. But I was thinking, well, like, yes, um, yes. But you can't. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, like, it's they, but it's like drug, the bottom line is like, they follow us. You know what I'm saying? Like drug, they follow exactly. us. Like, so if you know, like, if we decided to create something else, yeah, hip-hop would still be there, rap would still be there, but there would be a lot of air taken out of it. Well, it's like, um, I want to get to the crack epidemic, and any drug epidemic for that fact. But the crack epidemic, white folks are going through their opioid epidemic. Okay, like you said, whatever happens to us, what happened to them? We get that. What? I didn't say that. <laughs> I said no, they, they follow, follow us. us. They follow us. They follow us. So whatever we do, they're going to do, right? Pretty much. So, so the government, the government. I mean, in terms of in terms of style and fashion and culture and things like that. Yeah. These, no, in terms of everything. In terms of everything. That's what I'm saying. The government gave these black folks drugs to sell. They gave it to them. They let them do it. Then they turned around and started locking niggas up left and right. You know what I'm saying? Now it's all of a sudden the war on drugs. We were letting y'all sell drugs. You know what I'm saying? So are we really consuming? That's like, we, what are we consuming? Things are being pushed on black people. We don't consume shit. Things are being pushed on us. Even the gay and lesbian culture is being pushed on us. This rap culture is being pushed on us. How we go from okay. rapping about Jacob and Shem and Abraham? Hold on a second. I would go about rapping about the Bible, and then now we now we just crack, kill, crack, kick, kick, kill, kill, crack. Like what? You know what I mean? It's beyond crack now. It's, it's just death. It's all death culture now. How do we go there? Who pushed that on us? We know who pushed it on us. It's Kanye and them and Tony y'all the past three months. We know who's pushing it on us, making us consumers of that foolishness, of that foolishness. And then and then the white children pick it up too. Because they're not, they not on the side of the people that are pushing it to us. They're pushing it to them, too. So, yeah, they follow everything we do. So if they think we're, like, drive-bys. I didn't know the police were doing drive-bys. I thought it was gang warfare. Dick Gregory told, told, told y'all that police was doing a lot of it. And they had nothing to do with, with, with gang warfare. They're creating it. They're making us. And then, and then you, put out, you put out trash-ass music like N.W.A. and all that other foolishness that came out when I was a young boy. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even allowed to listen to that shit in my house. But they pushing on us. So how, you know what I mean, we're consuming it. It's like, it's like the genetically modified food. What else are we supposed to eat if we're not growing it ourselves? If you're not growing it yourself, you got to take a chance, go to whatever store you think is safe, and eat whatever you think you're going to eat, and hope you don't drop dead. That's really what's going on. It's the same thing with the music. It's the same thing. They're, they're giving it to us. Yeah, we have to consume it because there's really not, not too much else to consume. That's why I was saying last week, and this this music this this uh this uh podcast is very important because he's playing stuff that you ain't never going to hear if you don't listen to this you know me me for one he's playing stuff that you're not going to hear but they're they're pushing it on us what are we supposed to do? Okay, well, you said a lot there, JP. As always, you know, stream of consciousness as such. <laughs> um. I'll say, I mean, because you were, you know, you jumped to a lot of different subjects, all right? I'll say this much, you know, and it's what I said uh, when I spoke earlier. You can't remove 
the accountability and responsibility from the ones who are taking this in. And you can't just say, well, you know, I'm a puppet and I got a puppet master and I have no thoughts of my own and no free will and the actions that I take are dictated entirely by somebody else. Because that's what that says to me. All right, that's what that says to me. That says to me that it's like we've all been, you know, uh, at the dinner table as children at one time or another and had some food put on the plate that we refused to eat. All right, a lot of stuff gets put on the plate. Choice what you eat and what you drink. That doesn't just go for food that you eat, and I'm sure you know this. So not when your parents tell you, you better eat that. Not when they tell you you better eat that, or you gonna get your ass whipped. That's what. That's what. That's how I grew up. You are gonna go to bed if you don't eat it. That's why I grew up. Not oh, well, there's some veg- No, you better eat your vegetables, or you gonna get that become, Again, that becomes a choice. All right, and some kids will make that choice. Be like, no, I ain't eating it. I'll go to bed hungry. You know what I'm saying? It becomes, you know, how much you're willing and how fast you're willing to submit. And then, and then we have a lot of our own people. And I'm talking about brown, black, now, whatever the hell you call now, it today. We got our own people promoting this shit. That's what it is. Okay, we now, have our own people promoting it. Now, speaking... They're getting, speaking paid, they're getting paid to promote the, the crack music. Now, speaking personally, all right, because I've been a DJ the bulk of my life. Right, I played a lot of music. Some of it I liked, a lot of it I didn't. But you're playing to an audience, right? It's like a job that you're doing, and you gotta kind of, you know. I grew up in an era where you know the DJ was a bit more of a director in a lot of kind of ways, because you didn't really as much follow what was on the radio as the radio followed you. You know what I'm saying? The club DJs, the street DJs, you know, kind of, you know, had the music and played the music. Because, uh, you know, radio was always was always kind of slow to get up on up, uh, on kind of stuff. You know, especially if you were, you know, uh, didn't have like a big label, you know, that kind of organization behind you. If you're coming up from the streets, you know, get a record and it's playing, it's hot in the clubs, it's another thing, then after a while, radio would pick up on it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you would be maybe a bit more experimental. You would, you know, play records that, you know, uh, people weren't already aware of. And then on the other side of things, the crowd was more receptive to that kind of stuff. When I was, you know, going to clubs a lot, I went to clubs to hear the next record, you know what I'm saying, to hear what the new record was, you know, before it hit radio. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like it's kind of like a funny line. Now I'll tell you a story. You know what I'm saying? Music is a powerful thing, and people talk about how it could, you know, you know, move people. I was doing a party years ago in Jersey, right? And I'm prepping for this party, you know what I'm saying? And I had this thought in my mind at the time. I'm going to tell you the truth. I said, you know, play this series of records. It was about maybe five records. I'm going to play this series of records, and they were very aggressive records. And I wanted to see I wanted to see, you know what I'm saying? So I'm in Jersey, it's this, you know, big party, my man Peter's with me, and I'm on stage, and, you know, it's a college party, and the place is packed, and, you know what I'm saying, I was, you know, there's a bunch of DJs, but, you know, I'm on, and 
playing the joints, playing the joints, play the first joint, boom, start going, play the second joint, boom, they're going, they're going, they're going. It got to a point where they really got kind of out of control. They actually started fighting, and the promoter came on the stage, and he was like, yo, you need to kind of, you know, change the music and calm these people back down. You know what I'm saying? So from a personal standpoint, from a very intimate standpoint, from a direct standpoint, I understand the music, I understand the frequencies, and I know what the possibilities are. I mean, I get it, but this is the business that we're in. So we try to navigate it in a certain kind of way where, you know, you balance it. But if you're going to do this for more than a hobby, you're really kind of, you know, you really got to play for your audience. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're just going to do it as a hobby and not trying to generate any revenue or any business for yourself. Because ultimately, well, you what, know, does, what does that mean? What does that mean? You, you're saying we're in a business. Like, you're in the same business. Leo or Cole, you talking about you in business? Like, what's, what business are you talking about? You ain't, you ain't got to what, what business. About, I don't understand well, I'm talking about I'm talking about any business that has to do with doing music outside of just for your own enjoyment. More than a hobby, all right. Yeah, for me, I'm DJ, talking, people are gonna call you. All right, for me, well, I mean, people call you, you advertise, right? And people want to hear what they want to hear. You know what I'm saying? So who you really clowns? Who really clowns and be like, let me hear some crack kill music, some kill. Let's do some kill niggas music all night and get drunk and what, kill every. Let's what just is, kill? What kill is not? Well, well, first of all, well, first of all, nobody's gonna really characterize it like that. I mean, let's be serious. That's what it is. First of all, nobody. First of all, nobody's going to characterize it. Like, all right, JP, I mean, I let, I let you talk. I, JP, I let you talk, like, unimpeded for, like, a while. Can I get a word yeah, in? I know. This, 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 this is my segment, though. This, I'm supposed to be in this segment. Okay, this but I mean, if you're talking, I got to talk back, no? I thought it was a conversation. Okay, but is it not crack music? Well, if that's what you want to call it, then I'm not going to use it. your vocabulary. I'm sorry. What about I mean, that, what all about the, that meeting they had in 1991. What well, about the all meeting of the music. that the, the, the executives right. had in 1991 to change hip hop to make it all of the all of the music I would not characterize as crack music. Was there a change in the music? Oh yes, there was a change in the music. A couple of times. Two chains said it was. Two chains said it was crack music. Well, it's, no. What I'm saying is not. The music, the music, the music that the music. If he said that, then okay, the music he was making was crack music, and I'm not saying that that's not that wasn't a so-called style, just like they have so-called drill music now. All right, I'm not saying it wasn't a style. I'm saying that all of the music I would not characterize as crack music, no more than I would characterize all of the music now as drill music. Get all the soft. If it ain't talking about love and unity, it's all the same bullcrap to me. Cause ain't nobody okay. slow dancing. Ain't nobody. I asked I ask my son. I asked my son all the time. He go to parties. Yo, y'all slow dragging with the lady. He probably think I'm just talking trash. No, I'm trying to see what y'all listening to because Bobby, Charles Clinton told you to put your slow dragging, bro. Slow dragging was slow. Slow dragon, bro. It's bro. about unity. Bro. 
and loving each Bro, other. Bro, you're all over the place with this. But Slow Dragon, by and large, was for the house party. In the basement with the red light. All right? Nobody's slow, dragon. N- nobody's slow dragon in the club. You're crazy. What club are you in? That's what, 
that's what can happen. And I told you a personal story because I know it personally because I did it. I made the crowd go crazy like well, that's that. That's what I'm saying. I've been, been around someone that did. Obviously, that DJ must have been doing what you were doing. Because he's some live all All of a sudden, this nigga throwing some drill, whatever. Drill, chill, still, destroy. Well, no, I mean, no, it wasn't. See, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Now, I will admit, because I was on my turntables for about, maybe about two hours before I called you guys today. All right, and there was some of the songs. There's one. There's one. There's one of two songs in particular by an artist that's, you know, kind of crazy like that. You know what I'm saying? But that's just one or two artists out of a bunch that I played. Now, is the music some of the music over the top in other ways? Yeah, it's a lot of profanity. It's very suggestive and sexual and shit like that. But that's what it is. That's what it is. And even if you play. If you can't really play it around the children, if you can't put really play it around the children and the young people, you really, you know what I mean? That's just how I think. I, I consider myself a DJ now, see, because I was taught, I've, I've been taught by the best. It's hard. Going to you know, I but mean, it is no, hard. I'm not saying. No, no, but you should you gotta read the room. You, know, you got to know, you got to read the room and know who's in there and know what to play. So because I well, I mean, I mean, sometimes it's hard when you're in the crowd when you're in the crowd like that. But I think a lot of people kind of because even when you play, because I used to do uh, elementary and junior high school proms, right? I used to do a lot of them, from, you know, high school too, but high school is different. I when I was doing those uh, elementary school proms in particular, you know, what I'm saying the parents, the PTA, were very particular about the music. Okay, I, I get it. But even when you play the clean versions, the music is very suggestive. You know what I mean? And, you know, you want to play, you know, certain songs that, you know, everybody likes, but sometimes even when they're clean, they're still very suggestive. And that does make it kind of uncomfortable sometimes. So, you know, I'm an adult-oriented DJ. Do I do kids' parties? Sure. I've done plenty of kids' parties. You know what I'm saying? But it is kind of a line. It is kind of a line. The line is good music and bad music. That's the line. Louis Armstrong told us that years ago. It's either or. It's either or. It could be you could play some opera music at a party and have them people lit as a pro, or you could play some crack music. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's all up to the DJ, and but they definitely <laughs> inject this poison into our into the industry, into the mu- into black music in particular. And when they well, you're not going to gonna play music, no well, you know, you're not going to play no pure opera. Could you put it with a beat? Sure, you can. And there's a lot of stuff you could do. You know what I'm saying? You could put everything in the mix. You know what I'm saying? You've heard some of the things I put on Instagram. I'm all over the place. You can do anything. You know what I mean? But um, I think. I think See, that's, why, that's why I tune in here. It, I don't just tune in because Priest and I go way back. I tune in. I tune in because I learn when I when I listen to his when I listen to him. He's been making mixtapes for me for years. So when I, I know when I tune into him, I'm gonna hear some shit I ain't I don't know. That's why. No I guarantee. Because as a musician, no as a producer, as a DJ, as an individual, I, I want to take my shit higher. So when I so when, when people ask me to do something, when I when I press play, they can be like, oh oh shit. I will tell where I got it from. You know, don't nobody tell me, but I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? And I guess if I do a drill party, I'll be like, oh, let me let me find some of that. Let me let me pull up some of this crack music. 
they listening because they had to fly over to go bury their father. So they say, put on some nice music for me for the first hour, priest. So if you go back and listen to the show, the first hour was some nice music. I played for one person that flew to Seattle to bury their father. The whole hour. That was the whole hour. I just put it all on. Because I know they're playing that music in the surrounding where they're at. That through their phone or whatever. Um, what do they call that thing? Through the, um, the, the, what do they call it, Bluetooth? Through the Bluetooth? My music is playing at a funeral type, a wake or some stuff like that. And I gave them something that wouldn't put you to sleep, but it, it got you. Go back and download the first hour of the show, JP. It's on, bro. For that purpose. Just for that one person. Now, they're going to make sure I'm good when they get back like they always do. Because I have a rough time right now, JP. I can barely walk three blocks in one direction, okay? So I got to get the support from the one people, the ten people that I can get it from so I can pay for my show so I can keep on going. Because next year, JP, I got some music that I know you ain't heard. You hear me, JP? I know you ain't heard it because I'm going to go get some. I got you, bro. So don't worry about the crack music. Leave that stuff alone, man. We don't even smoke crack. You know that already. I'm done. I just had to calm you down, JP. Good gracious. DJ said, you all right, bro? Yeah, I'm fine, man. I mean, you're, I mean listen, man. You, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's a whole lot, you know, it's a whole lot of energy. I mean, and I dig it. You know, he's very, um, he's very passionate about, you know, the positions that he takes, but, you know, I'm one that gives the person a lot of responsibility for whatever their end result is. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, we've all been around long enough, all right? Uh, everybody's not 10 and 12 years old. Everybody's not a teenager. You know what I'm saying? And the folks who engage in a lot of the reckless behavior that we attribute, you know, uh, or at least give some uh, weight to, the, you know, the music that, you know, uh, that's being played, you know, they got to, you got to give the person some of that responsibility too, because we're 20, 30 years, you know, removed from the crack era. And from when that, that type of music was very, very prevalent, you know what I'm saying? In the industry, I, is the music uh, uh, reckless? A lot of it. Yes. Is it violent? A lot of it. Yes. Is it sexualized? A lot of it, yes. All right? But at the same time, okay, is it being directed at us? Everything is being directed at us. Everything in the entertainment industry, once you leave your house, turn on your TV, your computer, now your phone, this, that, and the other thing, you're bombarded with a lot of stuff. All right? We've always been bombarded with a lot of stuff. Is it multiplied now in the 21st century? Yes. But I think some responsibility has to be taken, all right, by us, by those of us who have children. You got to try to limit their intake of what you don't want them to intake until you think that they're age appropriate for it. So, you know, if that means that you got to give your kid a flip phone, then give them a flip phone. You know what I'm saying? If it means you don't have the $200 package in the in the house, for the cable, then you don't have the two hundred dollar package. You know what I'm saying? And you try to limit whatever kind of access that they're gonna have to this stuff as long as you can. You know what I'm saying? 
when I was a kid growing up, my mom was crazy with it. She was crazy with it. You know what I'm saying? My pops wanted to take me to see this movie, and, you know, she'd think I should only be going to see G-rated movies. <laughs> I'm like 12 years old. Like, Mom, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? But that was her attempt at, you know, keeping stuff age-appropriate. You know what I'm saying? You know, now... When did crack become age-appropriate? Huh? Well, that, well, that's your choice as a parent. When did you crack that become age-appropriate? I'm not talking about crack. You want to keep bringing it back to that. So that so you crack can, is a you know what I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about bad. I'm just talking about. But music is always going to be something that's uh, subjective. All right. Some people like some stuff. Other people don't. Now, when people hire me, now, really. Honestly, you know, I'm getting back out into the market, but from this part of the business, I've really been retired. Have I stopped DJing? No. But I stopped actively DJing, you know what I'm saying, as far as clubs and parties all the time and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But when people hire you, they kind of dictate what they want to hear. Now, some people are going to tell you, you know, I don't want all that hip-hop, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? They do want some hip-hop. They want, like, the party kind of stuff, but they don't want a lot of heavy hip-hop. Some people will tell you this. Some people will tell you that. And you play to your audience. You know, basically, you know, you play for the person who's paying you and for them and their audience. Now, if it turns out that their audience likes something that they don't, then kind of the audience wins, all right? Because everybody's jumping up and down and they dancing, and you look at the host and you're like, "Well, your people is having a good time. You want me to stop and play your shit?" Correct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Correct. So, you know, that's the game that we gotta play. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? See, it's a little bit different for y'all because y'all are musician musicians. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, it's a little bit different. But if somebody's hiring me to play their party and they want a particular kind of music, then I'm going to play it for them. You know what I'm saying? If it's something that, you know, that I could, you know, something that I, you know, that I play, then I'm going to play it for them. Will I like it? Probably not. A lot of this shit I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Some of it I do, but a lot of it I don't. But it's not about me. It's about my audience. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing with with with, with DJs. We, we we have to really separate ourselves from our audience because it's not really about us. It's about them having a good time. All right? Our job is really to create memories. That's, All my, right? point. I mean, That's my point exactly. Them, them, it's like we have a bigger responsibility. DJs are musicians as far as I'm concerned, whether you play a guitar. Yes, we are. Thank you, you for saying that. you in a yes, turntable, we, you're a musician. Yes, so we are. Of, Thank you very music, much. So the point of music, so the point of music is to heal, not to destroy. So like I was saying earlier, like George Clinton said back in the day, put lean on the speaker, Bob Marley, like they in uh, that movie. Oh yeah, he was a vibrologist. He had this idea that yeah, it can heal. It can heal. The vibration is everything, and and DJs need to know that. And yeah, okay, some people are getting paid to play certain music. Okay, that's how you make a living. Who gives? Who cares? You know what I mean? But from my point of view, we're supposed to be healing. Like Priest always, past few shows, he'd be like, yo, we having music therapy. I was studying music therapy in college. They wouldn't let me double major in it. I had to do education, but I was studying therapy, and I've done therapy in these old homes. So I understand music therapy to a, to a degree. 
So that's how I look at it, and especially more now, whether it's children or All adults right. or whoever. Like we're well, humans, you know we're not we're not supposed to be we're not supposed to be like 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 Lauren Hill said, music is supposed to inspire. They get higher. Music is supposed to inspire. That's what L Boogie told us twenty years ago. So it's the same. Ain't nothing changed. Well, you know, I think there's always room in the market. You have artists like her, or you have artists now like Bruno Mars, and there's, there's a few others that kind of went left with it and found a very big audience, an audience that was ready for that sound and for, you know, something different in the marketplace. So there's always room for everything. You know what I'm saying? It just has to be made and it has to be marketed. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I do largely, you know, you know, I make, I make the musical choices that I do. You know, because it's, uh, you know, there's the stuff that I play for the audience and there's the stuff that I do for me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the stuff that I listen to, the stuff that I like personally, and the stuff that I may play for my audience are not always the same thing. They're vastly different. And like I said, you can see that by some of the mixes that I put on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I'm, it's, it's, it's different. And I think I think most people are really like that. I think, I don't think... You know, we like to make things either one or the other. Either you have to, you know, this is just an example, JP, but people, a lot of people, are, you know, are either on the side of, you know, uh, we always choose between like a Malcolm and a Martin, for instance. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't have to be that stark of a choice all the time. And I think it's like that with people and the things that they like and their musical tastes. And, and, you know, things aren't that stark. You know, people could, you know, like both. And I think most people do, you know, we pick and choose, you know, there's music from, you know, uh, you know, today's crop of music. Cause I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I, I got most of it. It's in my computer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do play it. You know, I go through well, it and say, are, okay, we well, I got it. He told us on the breakfast club that they focus, they're, they're, they're pushing poison. And he told us that Leo Cohen told you, told you all that loud and clear. He told we see it. what we know. There's people. We, we know just we, like there's people. Just like there was people pushing, okay. or there there are okay. people pushing crack. There's people okay. pushing crack music. Okay, you can take people, any. Product. Some people want to play it. All right, you can take. All right, there's there, there's a lot of products in the marketplace. All right, this is this is the approach that I take to this kind of stuff. There's a lot of products in the marketplace, and some of them are quite dangerous. All right, and as the consumer. When you go up and down these aisles and you shop for anything, music included, all right, you you shop for everything, you make a choice, again, about what you're going to pick up on the shelf and what you're going to leave. You can't leave the consumer out of this equation. Are we being marketed to? Yes. Are we being, quote, targeted? Sure. But nobody's stupid. Nobody's just a mindless robot that's not making a choice at the end of the day. I'm going to need that I'm one right there. there. I ain't going no further with that one. That, that's kind of different. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of different. Mindless robots, I'm going to need that one. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey guys, 
that that was a very interesting conversation. I think we got more to go into that as we go into the new year coming up. All right, JP? Yes, sir. All right, JP. I know you was getting your thing on, man, but everybody's not in the crack, man, so I don't know, bro. I, I ain't really in none of that. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to leave it like that because uh, – I told I told my children that I would cook dinner, so I started cooking dinner, and I'm supposed to calm down because too much excitement gets me all upset. So I don't listen to crack music at all. My children don't listen to crack music, you know, like that, like that. So I'm gonna leave it like that. DJ Sincere, what's going on tonight, man? You got another show tonight? Yeah, yeah, we're going to be on uh, Rhythm Rave Radio tonight, uh, following your show, 8 p.m., so uh, tap in, all right? You can catch uh, Rhythm Rave on their website, rhythmraveradio.com, or on the TuneIn app. Well, that's what it is. JP, go on back to work, man. Go on back to work, man. It's really hot up there. Go on back to work, man. Feed them people, JP. I'm feeding them with good music. There you go. There you go, JP. I wanted to leave JP with that thought right there. I'm going to go ahead and put these two songs on, and I'm going to tune out because it's time for dinner, y'all. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here in the listening room, Philly. I'm Priest Adica. That's the gang, JP3, and DJ Sincere, who's expanding his talents out here. We all going to get back at you for the month of December. Don't go nowhere, people. We about to go global. You hear me? And to each his own, man. To each his own. That's how we go treat you.
There's a melody I used to play counterpoint every yesterday. Swiftly up and down I hasten and chasing my fingers and much of
come. Stop.